The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Adam Summers has been a tabloid newspaper editor at the New York Daily News for about 30 years. And he's on the line with us here. How are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm smashing, thank you. Now, you've recently come out with a book called The Deviant. So what can you tell us about the book? The Deviant, in short, is a book about a female, for lack of a better word, sex maniac. Uh, She's uh, powerful, she's rich, and she's well-connected. And she uses her power to get the people who work under her, particularly young men, to do her bidding. Uh, She was the editor-in-chief of a newspaper, Mm -hmm. and she has young, ambitious men who work for her. And if they want better assignments, they will satisfy her sexually. Mm. So did your work, working for a tabloid newspaper, influence your writing? It does very much so. To some extent, the book is is autobiographical a little bit. It's not that I was ever a victim of sexual abuse or anything. But I did work in as a reporter in a big city newspaper, and a lot of the book is revolves around that. Uh, what happens at a newspaper, how stories are covered, uh, sort of the dynamics in the newsroom. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I I rely a lot on my history for you know for a lot of the of structure of the book. Yeah, I guess you have that inside track that a lot of authors would really want if they were writing a book about the newspaper industry. Indeed. Well, they say, write what you know, you know, and this is what I know. So this this came very easily and naturally for me. Um, It began as a dare. Uh, the book uh, kind of uh, my daughter who's now 20 something uh, we were talking about the Harvey Weinstein sexual abuse scandal and she said "Uh, I wonder if you could write something that would sort of turn that on its head you know Harvey Weinstein as a lot of people may remember was a producer and uh, uh, movie mogul in uh, Hollywood Mm -hmm. and uh, he was accused and convicted of sexually abusing many young women uh, who wanted to get ahead in the movie business so I said I will give it a try. Um, most sex abuse, as a, people will know, occurs male on female. But there are a lot of instances in where it's reversed. Mm. And I did some research to find out how much it is and where it is and sort of what sort of dynamic it takes. So I use that research to sort of develop the main character, the main uh, the bad guy, if you will, in the book, which is this this. Uh, this woman boss of the mm. newspaper. And how long did it take you to write it? It went, it went very quickly. Uh, like I said, this was really just drawing on from a lot of what I knew from when I was a reporter in Washington uh, back in the late 80s. And the book is set basically in the late 80s. It's, it's set in that time frame. Yeah. So uh, so it went, it went very quickly. I mean, there's a lot of revisions. There's a lot of rewriting. There's a lot of editing that goes into it. But essentially, you know, start to finish, I was done in about two or three months. Wow. And this was actually released before COVID, wasn't it? So 
maybe would you have wanted a kind of lockdown thing to help you maybe yeah uh it was it did come out in 2019 uh it is still available uh but yeah it would have been uh a great thing to have uh in my pocket to keep me busy you know at home when everything was locked down having said that in the meantime i wrote another book which will be coming out uh, in the next month or two so uh i'm always busy i always have something going on and what can you tell us about that book then the new book is again a, a suggestion from a friend of mine who over beers uh, one day we're talking about the various horrible criminals that tend to populate and tend to be in the stories we put in the daily news mm. and we've said well wouldn't it be great if we had an island on which we could put all these horrible people and let <laughs> them kill each other so so that is the new book the new book is called is coming out it's called see no evil s-e-a no evil and it is set on an island where the really bad people go and essentially kill themselves but this mm-hmm. isn't survivor island the new book is essentially uh, a love story because the one woman who is sent to the island may or may not belong there and she falls for essentially the uh the ruling uh king or the ruling criminal uh, on the island. Maybe this is a little bit wild, but that'd be a great idea for a TV show in real life. We get all the horrible criminals, put them on an island, and televise it. And that would be wonderful. That would be great. That is a great <laughs> idea. Uh, yeah. So you just you just set up cameras everywhere, and uh, you know, kind of, it's kind of like what happens happens. Mm. Uh, and there, that was a really fun book to write. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, because you could do you you can you create this world in which you know the uh, the in run the asylum and uh it's really that was a lot of fun and it'll it'll, that one will be available uh sometime in september on on kindle as well and of course it's inspired by these criminals that you write about in the newspaper do you feel it is quite important as you say to write what you know it is uh... life is made up of many gorgeous moments cherish them all big and small with blue nile Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. There's a lot of imagination, of course, in uh, in writing and in yeah. particularly in fiction. But if you don't have the sort of core nugget of what people do and how they act in situations, it's going to come off as sounding phony. It's going to mm-hmm. come off as sounding ingenuine. If you write about what you know, if you sort of adapt your reality, almost fictionalize your reality, it'll be more authentic. It'll be more real and it'll be much easier uh, uh, to write. And it'll it, you won't feel like you're trying to put one over on the reader. You're saying this is mm-hmm. basically how people are and how people act in these situations. How easy is it to transition from writing newspaper articles to writing books? 
books, I guess it's a different style, right? That's a really interesting question. Uh, a lot of times when you're writing a newspaper story, you have to be very technical and very specific. You know, he lived two blocks away. His address was 10 Elm Street. He was 39 mm. years old. He was five feet, 10 inches tall. And if you throw all those sort of journalistic details into a narrative, into a novel, it becomes very, very dense and very, very heavy and very, very slow. Um, the idea with writing a novel is you put in enough detail to make it seem realistic and to sort of create a reality without so much detail that you don't leave room for the reader to bring their imagination to it. You know, in, in a newspaper or a story, you're, it's like just the facts, man. Here's exactly mm -hmm. what happened and how it happened. With a novel and any sort of narrative like that, you're sort of leaving room for the reader to uh, create their own uh, image of what's happening. Like if you were going to describe uh, a protagonist, uh, you know, as a tall, dark, handsome uh, Latino, let's say. You don't have to say his eyes were wide set, his nose was straight, his lips were full. <laughs> you can just say, you know, you can just say a little bit about it. You know, he was tall, he had dark wavy hair, and he was broad shouldered. And the reader's imagination will fill in the rest. And you have to leave that room. Yeah. And how important do you feel journalism is today? Another really good question. Uh, journalism today, at least the journalism that I knew when I was in journalism school 40 years ago, uh, doesn't really exist anymore. Uh, the, when I was coming up in journalism, it was excruciatingly important to be objective. You present both sides fairly, you give both sides or all sides their say, and you leave it to the reader to make a decision how they feel about it, what they think about it. Nowadays, journalism has just been a pulpit from which people shriek their point of view, uh, liberal, conservative, whatever. And that is, a, that is a great failing of our modern society is that we have not mm. uh, allowed uh, objective journalism to prosper to, to our detriment. Right now, everybody's got their own axe to grind. You know, whoever has a website or whoever has a newspaper or a magazine or a blog is just shouting their point of view, their opinion. And the problem with that is, is that if you're shouting your opinion, let's say you're pro-Trump for argument's sake, mm. if you're shouting pro-Trump and you're talking to pro-Trump people, it's like shouting in an echo chamber. What you shout out comes back at you. Yeah. And if you're shouting not at pro-Trump people, at anti-Trump people, then what you're shouting at is essentially a brick wall. It has no ears. It will not hear you. It never will hear you. So this is where our society, I think, to a large extent is now. It's uh, just very, very divided. And uh, we have largely stopped listening to each other. Why do you think that is? Has anything happened to cause that or not? I don't know if there's any one way to point the finger of blame, but I can tell you that it happened, became much more evident uh, in the Trump era. It really became very stark uh, once uh, Donald Trump ran for president and uh, and became president. Those those divides have become really, really sharp. And it's a, it's it, whether or not he was a good president or a bad president or a criminal or whatever he was, for that alone, uh, he bears responsibility. Uh, the society may well have been divided before that and just something that we never really saw or was never really propped to the surface. But Donald Trump's presidency has, has if nothing else, exposed it. Well, after this book that you've got coming out, is there anything else that you're thinking of working on? I am 
working already on the next one. Um, I don't know if uh, uh, I, I mentioned maybe uh, to a couple of people, but I don't know if I've mentioned it here that I've been writing literally from the day I was seven years old. Uh, I was yeah. a second grade student in this Holston's class. And we could get extra credit uh, for writing uh, stories and putting them in this little construction paper folder on the bulletin board. And that's basically all I wanted to do all day. So I would not do the other work. I would write these little stories and I would fill up this folder. And uh, that is how I spent most of my second grade. And I've been writing ever since. So it's, it's, not, it's not a question of like, wow, I, I should write a book. It's like I'm always writing. Um, uh, The next book after this will be uh, quite a departure for me. It'll be about uh, life after death. Um, It'll be a fictionalized account of what happens to you when you die. Um, and I don't, I don't yet have a title for it, but I am working on it. Well, in the meantime, where can we keep up to date with you and find all your books? You can get The Deviant uh, on Kindle Direct Publishing on Amazon. Uh, all you have to do is type in The Deviant and Adam Summers and it will come right up. And uh, it's not terribly expensive. And yeah. it's a really fast, really fun read. Uh, it takes itself not too seriously, although it is a serious subject, yeah. but it is a lot of fun and you will get an idea not only about the sexual aspect of it which is good and fun and titillating but you'll also get a flavor of what it's like to be a big city newspaper reporter um it's exciting it's fast-paced it's gritty uh and it's fun well many thanks for joining us today it's been great to have you on the show thank you so much it's been great talking to you and uh keep up the great work i'll be listening The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.